Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. 
Thank you. Good morning, everybody. And Brian, you here? You ready to rock and roll? I'm ready, man. I've I've been uh, yeah. I am absolutely <laughs> ready to to have a great morning with you. And I, and Sarah asked uh, me to have like a, a P PSA, you know, public service announcement. You know that this that we're going to go in a little bit of a different uh, direction. Uh, this morning, and and you know, certainly, uh, hopefully, we're providing some motivation, information, and education. But we're going to do it in a style that's uniquely ours, right? Which is, you know, maybe a good kick in the backside to wake up on a Friday morning to get your weekend started. I, I see our, our friend Nelson Apega has joined us this morning, um, and I, 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 you know, we talk about relationships that you can form on Clubhouse. Uh, you know, I feel like I'm, I'm I'm brothers with Nelson and good friends with Nelson, which I am, and now business partners with Nelson, which I am, and can't wait to to get together with him and you later on this month in in, in Florida. So yes. Yeah. Well, good morning, Nelson. I see a flash, and I know you're. Good morning, guys. <laughs> good to be here. Now, yeah. Now, now part of our, our you know motivation, inspiration, education is we're getting this young man. To wake up early to be with us because yes, I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> and so, Glenn, you talk about the power of influence. We, I, this guy knows it's like twenty-five or so, something like that. And I know what it's like to be twenty-five, have a couple of dollars in the bank, and you know, get up whenever I want to get up. If we get this guy up early in the morning, imagine the power this guy's gonna have. So, bro, it, it, it starts. It all starts with those, those, those habits compounded over time, Brian. It's gonna be a killer. Yeah, it's a killer already. So, so Barbara, you had a busy week this week. You, you, you were with uh, Nick Cannon on the Nick yes. Cannon show. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't know who Nick Cannon is. So, why don't you fill <laughs> in the uneducated? <laughs> I think I heard Gina on mic there. Gina, do you want to? We should fill everyone in. Nick Cannon. I don't even know where to begin with that. <laughs> it was. A, wait, who was that? What I go ahead, Barbara, fill him in. I was just surprised. I'm like, what? Yeah, fill him in, fill him in. Okay, what is the name married to? Mariah Carey. Yes, he was married to Mariah Carey. Who hasn't been married to Mariah Carey? Come on, everyone's married to Mariah Carey at some point or another. Let me say this Nick Cannon has his own show, and I, you know, I've been on. Quite a few of the uh, Good Day New York, Inside Edition, Fox and Friends, The Today Show, I, you know, and uh, the Nick Cannon Show. That was fun. And I'll tell you why. It was um, live studio audience, a couple things. And I have not done that. I've been on the plaza, but I haven't. I know I, I did another show that is no longer on the air that was a live studio audience. And that was great, too. Um, but Nick Cannon is the real deal in the fact that he just uh, he vibrates at a very high level. What I'm talking about, he looks you in the eye. He has dialogue. He's interesting. He's engaging. And, um, you know, the scene the behind the scenes of uh, all these shows really does tell the temperature of uh the environment by the people around you so all the everyone in the back of the house really tells the story just in their behaviors and how they carry themselves the back of the house everybody that all, all the stage hands makeup hair all the production assistants they were amazing i mean they were just they had a great energy about them. They loved being there. There, there was just a really high frequency of like happiness in that place. So why, does it, every, why does every segment you do involve alcohol? 
I, I, I don't I, know. I, just, just saying. I mean, uh, are, you, are you the local alcohol? I mean, between pumpkins and alcohol, if if it wasn't for pump, pumpkins, pumpkins and alcohol, you'd never be on television. So I'm not sure how the, you're the go-to for that. But uh, but 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 you. You go where they want you. You know, I hope to eventually evolve out of pumpkin carving and and drink spinning. Uh, But, you know, I went out with my producer last night, just kind of recap what's going on. And now we're coming out of COVID. I'm finally back in the studios. And, uh, you know, I think there's something here on Clubhouse that could translate to television. There's some there's some personalities here that I think belong in front of the camera uh, that I just want to, you know, your lips to God's ears. Right? Uh, Who said that? That was Mir. Hi, Mir. Mir, am I right? Like, there's some people that brought here that speak so good because there's people on camera that I don't know. They kind of fumble their words. We're here on Clubhouse. You better be able to say what you need to say and say it well. Or well, 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 Barbara, I get in trouble when I say what I feel I need to say, but I'll do it anyhow. I think what uh, Nelson and uh, and and Jonathan Bing have do at night uh, is sorely uh, missing from society today. And, you know, I, I go in uh, this room and I get fueled in one way. And then I go in that room and I get fueled in a different way. And, you know, sometimes if you're on, like, let's say this is Breakfast for Champions and you talk about another room and there, there are moderators on the stage. Why is he talking about another room? That's not fair. Well, there, you know, there are a lot of flowers in the garden. And they all make up the garden. And what, what I love is the, the interconnection between some of the rooms that, you know, one plus one often equals three or four. And I, I think we're getting some of that. We're getting... You know- hey, listeners. If you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, Five Simple Steps to an Extraordinary Morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. That cross-pollination, which makes everything stronger. But, but what I mean about the rooms that they have at night, we go into the rooms and we argue. We freaking argue. Uh, for, for I don't, Nelson, how long do those rooms last? Seven, eight hours? I tap out in two or three hours. I was like... and, 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 you know, I'm a professional professional arguer but after three four hours i'm just flat worn out from having people throw rocks at me uh for three hours uh but the the <laughs> the ability to debate issues of our time and to to come to an understanding prevents civil war prevents civil unrest because i get to hear how you think i get to hear your thoughts and you know many times i come around to huh that guy that woman's got a point and you know and and hopefully other people do the same and you know it's it's a it's a really uh an interesting thing that, we're, that, that they bring to the world and i i think there's a bigger uh a bigger stage for that and, and i think there is a need. too there is a need there's a bigger stage i i think more people are actually craving it uh the the dialogue that's really um really more polarizing more more interesting and less filtered so i you know i I couldn't agree, couldn't agree more. I do feel what is great about Clubhouse and the reason why I'm interested in tr- taking some of these voices, personalities, faces, people, you know, in front of the camera where, where I, what I'm thinking is that there's just a lot of people on TV that 
can be on TV because they look good, but they don't necessarily articulate themselves or don't have opinions. The talking heads are empty right. suits. Look at, look at Chris Cuomo. Thank God, man. There is a God up there. You know, the, the guy's been feckless for years, <laughs> man, an empty head. And, and, and now the two Cuomo brothers are sitting side by side trying to figure out which one is actually Fredo. I mean, that, that's, a, that's great that, you know, life does balance itself out. The, the unfairness eventually catches up. Uh, well, the manipulation of the, of the public is what we're all, I think that's the one thing that everybody can agree on is we are no longer going to tolerate it. So what I'm finding here on Clubhouse is a lot of unfiltered conversations, authentic personalities coming out. And I can see that audiences are, you know, appreciating, not agreeing, but appreciating. And what we're proving by by our meetup that's coming up is that we none of us agree on anything. Like we all have different viewpoints on, you know, whatever's brought up on every night, especially, uh, you know, it doesn't matter. But the key is that we're going to show like, not only can we argue and, you know, throw chairs, but then we're going to go break bread. No, 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 no. We, no. Are... We, we agree on one thing. Jonathan Bing is going overboard to the gulag. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I was practicing my shoulder presses today just just for that. You know, hey uh, Bob, the other night in the room and I and my back channel, you know, you guys can you know be here, but the back channel is very very different. And there was a doctor talking about something related to COVID, and he was really pontificating like he was an expert on the subject, and and I and I disagreed with him, and he got loud. And and he you know used what he thought was a line to shut me up. He and, said, "You're a car salesman." I said, damn straight, and you're a doctor, man. So what? I deserve the same respect you deserve when having an opinion. Your opinions are stronger than mine. And the man with that statement lost his cookies. He lost his cookies. And he became, uh, and Nelson, I don't know if you were in that room that night. The guy became unhinged. And, and, you know, and I learned the technique in sales. The more someone's becoming unhinged, the quieter I got. And the quieter I got the louder and crazier he got. And I said, just imagine, this is a doctor. And this man, imagine this man with a scalpel in his hand getting unhinged and ah, he, he lost his cookies. I, I am, and, and so many people in the back channel said, thank you. I'm always intimidated when someone has a, uh, is a doctor or is a lawyer or is an accountant. And I, and I feel the need to just listen to them blindly. And I say, listen, these professionals should be able to take your scrutiny. Well, doctor, why should I do that? Well, I'm a doctor. You should listen to me. Well, why am I doing that? Why should I take this vaccine? Why should I take this booster? Why should I put this drug in my child? And you have a, not a right. You have an obligation to ensure your own safety and to understand why you're doing things. And again, we're not talking about instantaneous life and death situation where somebody needs to go in and make a decision, but when someone's recommending something, and we simply had one female doctor who I thought was brilliant saying she thought there was some uh, value in a, in a treatment for COVID. And this other doctor just shot like was shooting her out of a cannon. And I reminded the audience, for every doctor that graduates, someone finishes first in their class, and someone finishes last, and they're both titled doctor. So you have a right to ask questions. And my God, the room went on fire. I got people throwing stones or mocks at me like I was some heretic. But you know, all I was doing is asking simple questions. Well, what I think is so important is what you're, what you're bringing up is that we do abdicate our health to doctors, and we almost like lose our ability or, and our um, 
our right to critical thinking. And it's really frustrating because when they throw down the hammer, like I'm the doctor and this is what I, you know, these are the books I studied and this is where I went. And then if you just question things and use your own critical thinking, especially like for me, critical thinking goes to the antibodies, you know, in the vaccine space. And Sarah Glenn, we will not go uh -oh, there. Uh -oh, uh -oh, but uh -oh. no, no, no. But I need, to, I need to say this. I need to say this because now I'm, now I'm saying it and this is unfiltered. But what makes no sense as a critical thinker and who's, as somebody who refuses to just abdicate my body and my health out out to um, you know uh, the medical field right now, I want to critically think, is it makes no sense that they're not asking you, Brian, just show your antibodies. Do you have antibodies? Instead, everyone's saying, where's your vaccine passport? And you are like, I am, I had COVID twice. I'm inoculated. I'm technically, I have exactly what you're doing, but no one's giving you that. And they're blocking you from restaurants here. In New you know, I'm in New York right now. And it's frustrating. And I'm like, the critical thinker in me is being maligned. And this is why the voices of Clubhouse and these rooms in Clubhouse is, is so needed on television. And Bingo. we also need to show, we, we don't need somebody coming on and be like, I'm a doctor. Okay, great. You know something? I'm a, I'm a, I, you know, I'm a clown. Okay. I, I can't. <laughs> hey, 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 Barbara, what, what you said is, Let's back that up a little bit. You're not only abdicating, abdicating your health to doctors today, you're abdicating your health to politicians. And I'll be darned if I think there's one of those cats that understands me and my body and my world better than I do. And so I, you know, I, I don't know, becoming a radical at 61, I'm just saying, hell no, I, I'm not going to, my, my health is the most important thing to me. And if you want me to do something, I'm going to take notice and, and, and use critical thinking. I have had COVID now uh, twice. The first time, absolutely horrible. The second time, it was a, a mild cold. And, and all of a sudden, right before the holiday seasons, this new variant comes out, and they want, they're want they immediately talking about closing this down, restricting air travel. And they're not looking at, you know, everyone says, look at the science, look at the science. Do you want to look at the science? What does the science say? No hospitalizations globally on this new Omicron. No deaths globally. And so what are we rushing to close things down? How many variants are there of the flu? Thousands. Remind me when we closed anything down because of a variant of the flu. And I just think that giving up your freedom, you know, you have a, you know, we all want health, we all want safety, but I, you know, I do think it's, it's you know, up to us to protect ourselves at all time. And if you're concerned about me uh, not having a, a vaccine, wear your mask. No, no, you should wear your mask. Well, in, in a public setting, I will. But, but you need to protect yourself, protect your children, do what's best for them. That's my position. I am not an anti-vaxxer. If you want to and you feel it's necessary, you should. And if you want to get the booster one, two, or three, you should. But please don't force your viewpoints, Mr. Politician, Ms. Politician, on me. No, I, you know, I completely agree. And I think this is what the public is looking for right now. And I'm not, I'm not what's wrong Glenn, on this. What, what's, what's Nelson got to say? He's, he's so, he's got, he's almost <laughs> tough guy at night and he's a little cheap in the morning. No, he, he just texted us in the back chat.
<laughs> Brian, you're causing problems, man. You're trying to get the boy in trouble. I'm not. I'm not. I just, you know, again, I, I, why should he have all the fun? And why? Well, let me get all the rocks thrown at me. There are other people that think like me. I think someplace on the planet. I do. Can I? Do well, too, can I just say? I'm not. Please do. I'm not buying. I did. I love. Alexander said something earlier, and it was like it was just amazing. He said that. We can't hear you. Your microphone's not working well. Oh, hello. Can you hear me now? Yes, yes. yes. Now. Oh, perfect. I said, I love what you just said, Brian. You said, I'm sure there's other people in the world that think like me. <laughs> and Alexander said something and he was like, um, he's, you know, he's energetic. He's, he's bubbly. He's passionate. And when he was in his surroundings, it just wasn't, it just wasn't matching up. And he always felt that he had to kind of, um, be a bit more milder to be appropriate to the masses and now coming on clubhouse and interacting with people he's finding that actually exactly who he is is perfect and just to say brian exactly who you are is perfect continue to be you there are people that resonate with you we love to hear it um that that is so encouraging to hear and again i i I, I'm not right about everything. I understand that, but you know, I, I am passionate about what I believe in. And the interesting thing is, these many of the social media platforms have taken it upon themselves to shut down viewpoints that they don't agree with. And I, you know, I think that's disgraceful. I think that's talk about the natural immunity on uh, Instagram and see what happens. It gets taken down. What if there's truth to it? What if there's truth? Natural media, we're not suggesting anything crazy, but there, you know, there was a study in Israel that showed people that had COVID had uh, 27 times the safety of people that had the vaccine. They had this 27 times natural immunity and, and, and they were yelling at me, yelling at me, dad, you can't say that. That's not right. Jonathan Bing screaming at me. And so I posted the article from the Washington Post, hardly uh, a, a, a right wing paper, quite the opposite. And I posted it for everyone to read. And they read it. And John Bing goes, that's just an opinion. No, it's, it wasn't an opinion. It was a result of a study. The study had 700,000 participants, 700,000. And he said, well, it's not conclusive. 700,000. Do you know how many people were tested, how many children they used to test in order to release the child's vaccine? Do you know how many? Take a guess. Zero. 3,000. 3,000. Now, you can't get there. There is more than 3,000 different types of us, black, white, black and white, uh, uh, Middle Eastern, non-Middle Eastern, the, the combination of, of those, all the different age, 3,000 children. And they say, OK, we're good with that data. Let's roll this thing out. And, I, I, and again, folks, I'm not telling you what to do with yourself. I'm not telling you what to do with your kids. But I ain't doing that to my my, my daughter, my son. I'm not going to inject them yet. There's got to be more data. And my saying that people are saying I'm, I'm, I want people to die and I want people to this and I want people to that. And everyone's got that one story of that one person they know that was perfectly healthy and didn't do the vax and something happened. And, and I get that. I'm not telling you what to do. I'm telling you what I'm doing. And, and, and maybe uh, maybe other people say, you know, I, I, I agree with that. And they'll I think that their voice. the important part of 
constructive dialogue is always going into a space that we have to we have to come together. We have to come together and we have to respect other people's choices and protect our health as we deem appropriate. Now, I've learned a very hard lesson in the vaccine space. I've taken one for the greater good because everybody knows that a small percentage of the population will have an adverse reaction and you cannot unring a bell. And you know, But at the end of the day, these conversations aren't allowed to be had and they're brushed under the rug and this doesn't happen. And, you know, it's, but listen, there's no pre-testing. There's no genetic pre, you know, decoding of like, oh, you know what, this person has a genetic predisposition to have an adverse reaction to this component that's in the vaccine that is really not addressed. But the, the truth is I'm never looking to, I'm not anti-vax either. I'm actually pro-vaccine, pro-choice, pro-informed consent, pro you do you, you do you, you pick your pronoun, you pick your pizza, you pick your, where you pick your nose, yeah. but please don't impose it on me, what you believe in and please respect my critical thinking. Oh, time and time again, because I'm not wrong. And I personally have already taken one for the greater good. I have a son with medically induced, with, I'm sorry, vaccine induced epilepsy. And I don't talk about it a lot, but everyone knows that's actually how I ended up on Clubhouse. My son was having such severe seizures. I couldn't go on TV. I was like, I can't go on TV right now. I'm having a, you know, I, I'm in crisis. I can't put on fake eyelashes. Like I can't, I can't get in front of the camera. And that's how I ended up stumbling here on the clubhouse. And I was like, all right, I got to just take a, take a beat. I got to take a pause and I'm going to, this is how I ended up here, but I don't want to, you know, scare anyone. I just want people to take a beat and say, if that's great that you believe in the vaccine, I am vaccinated. My children, all three have are medically exempt. I have the golden ticket because I have taken one for the team and no doctor is going to take that risk that I'll have another child with vaccine induced epilepsy. So, epilepsy so, wait, wait. Is, so bring this home. But, what's, yeah. the le- what's the lesson here? The lesson here isn't listen to Barbara or listen to me. The lesson is to, to speak up for yourself. And, and, you know, you at the end of the day, uh, I, I want to remind us that public servants serve the public. And, and I want to remind us that the difference between communism and capitalism and communism, they believe the state is all powerful, all knowing and all good. They believe state, the state should own the land. In capitalism, we believe the individual, the people, we, the people are all knowing and all powerful. And I, and I will tell you this, when President Obama got elected a bunch of years ago, I said, you know, the, the, the United, many people that I know that were Republican were didn't want uh, Obama to be president. And I said, you know, the American people pretty much get it right pretty much all the time. And and I think they did. And, and I think there was a lot of good that came out of his presidency. And then that pendulum swung back the other way and, and it, it went to, you know, Trump land. And people were, oh, my God, this guy's crazy. He's just, And I said, well, the American public pretty much get it right. I use the same thing. The same people I told the American public get it right all the time are now screaming at me. No, they're crazy. They gotta, we got to get this guy out of here. And, and I think even uh, Trump's presidency was necessary to bring us to eventually a better spot. And, and so I, I, I said, just remember, we the people, these are public servants. They're supposed to serve us. 
And when people are making decisions about our health based on their ability to get reelected, but people are hiding information from us because they want to push their narrative, I get real concerned about that. Well, that's why we have Clubhouse, where we can have these these conversations. And uh, you know, I, I think it's you know, I think there's a lot here. Again, this is where you know I really do want to cross pollinate these these conversations, these personalities, and figure out how what you know where how do we get this on tv and what station is going to be open to it which should be really really interesting so there's um there's a lot to be said because one of the questions i got asked on uh an interview yesterday was actually what are the um you know what are the biggest obstacles with television right now and I feel that one of the biggest obstacles is that they're losing audiences to other platforms. I think everybody would agree on that. You guys aren't watching TV right now. You're you're on Clubhouse, uh, and uh, I think there's a lot of they're losing a lot of, uh, you know, they're losing their audience share to TikTok and Instagram. Well, well this is you know, and, and our room right now is. I mean, I, I open it up to anybody that wants to speak and to jump in, but it, it's it's. Can a, I? Yeah, sure. I, I just one split second. So I, I remember watching television, watching the news, and, and, and yelling at the television. And what's great is uh, with Clubhouse, I yell at the television, and he yells back. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and that's that, and that's that's great. My poor, long-suffering wife. Now, because on the on the drive home, I'm listening to Clubhouse. I'm in the room. I'm arguing. I'm arguing as I come through the garage. I take off my clothes, take a quick shower, jump into my PJs, and get in bed. And I'm sitting there arguing. She said, "What is man? You're mad. What is wrong with you?" And the debates. I, I think it sharpens your sword. But who was it that wanted to jump in? Yeah, it's an S. Brian. Um, just two things. Number one, uh, number one bestseller on Amazon at the moment is a book called The Real Anthony Fauci. I recommend people either listen to it, read it, or download the Kindle version for $2.99. And the second thing you were saying, is it out in the public? Tomorrow, does, uh, I think it's Success Airlines, there's a lady called Too Legit, and she's going to be on iHeartRadio with a segment. Now, I'm not exactly sure about the time. Uh, I think it's around one or two o'clock my time, which would be about nine, 8 a.m. your time. But she's going to be on the national radio on a health program. Um, and I believe the program itself gets around five to 10 million listeners. And I believe the station has about 140 what, what, million What's she talking about? Come on, land the plane. She she's talking about COVID. And everything that's going on in the book. Um, she actually had a segment last week, which should be on iHeartRadio as well. She called in, and the chat was supposed to be about 10 minutes, and it lasted about 50. Well, and that's people, available people, as people well. People want informed uh, uh, information. People want to know what's going on. I'm glad to see yesterday they announced that they're going to release the studies from, the, uh, uh, from Pfizer. Those studies were supposed to be kept in the dark for 55 years, if that doesn't raise an eyebrow, what does? And they're going to release the the information. And and again, I don't I don't want it, that information to land one way or another. I just want to know what the information is, and so that we 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 the people have a better ability to make an informed decision. Hey, That's Brian, right. it's Alexander. Yes, sir. I, I yeah. agree 100. percent It's just about you know to Barbara's point. Why aren't people watching TV? I think a large reason is because people don't trust what they're going to watch because it's all people at the top that are choosing to express their viewpoints, their agenda, whatever's going to fill their pockets. And so everything's skewed. 
I think that what's happened is we've come into a culture where being open-minded means if you think like me, you're open-minded. And if you don't yes. think like me, you're closed-minded. Yes. And that is backwards. Because, and I love that you guys are doing this and bringing a, a Breakfast with Champions version of this type of dialogue. We're getting, in, right we're getting in trouble, just so you know, as we do it. But, you know, I mean. It's not bad. true. You just like telling everyone you're getting in trouble. Oh, my God. You just like disclaimers you and disclosures. Well, that's why I'm not, I'm not even well, They're definitely not COVID. getting in trouble with the Sarah. Team, everything in general. It's they're just not getting in trouble with Sarah. Nelson yeah. right now is hooked up to electrodes. If he says the wrong thing, he's going to be shocked. Uh, so, so he's keeping quiet. He just want, I, he I, gave him, I, gave him, I gave him one two-word phrase he's not allowed to say on this stage. I said, otherwise, he should be good. Oh, man. That two-word phrase it's too him. hard for him. That's the thing. That's exactly it. I love that guy, too, man. I, also, you know what he said? We were going to Miami, uh, I guess, like, on the 13th. Brian, you went into the Matrix again. Yeah, he, he, <laughs> I, don't, I don't hear you. Uh, but go Thanks. ahead, Alexander. Yeah. No, that, that was, that, I'll, you know, that was, I'll lay my point playing with that. You know, it's, we have to be able to have dialogue that's, uh, that's opposing views that actually brings to light information that we might need. You, what Nelson might know might help Bensock. What Bensock knows might help Nelson, but if we don't talk because we're afraid, I mean, I can tell you when I was living in New York City, no joke, I was in my office and we were having a conversation over what fast food restaurant people liked. And I used to go to Chick-fil-A in NYU. I'd sneak in like I was a student because I love Chick-fil-A and you couldn't get it back then in New York City unless you went into the NYU campus. And so I said Chick-fil-A and everyone all of a sudden said, oh, the, the restaurant that hates the gays. And I got slammed for saying the words Chick-fil-A. And it's like, what? We were asking an opinion over food. And so I think we have to get to a place where we can listen to each other's opinion, even if we don't agree, and truly be open-minded and say, hey, you have the right to believe what you believe. I have the right to believe what I believe. Let's come together, share thoughts, share knowledge. Let's have full disclosure and honesty, and let's see where that takes us. Did you mean? That, do you mean be yeah. an American? Exactly. Do you exactly. mean be fully American and being proud of being American? All these people telling us about this is what's going on over here. We should be more like Venezuela. We should be more like no, be Americans. We're the envy of the world, man. And have an opinion. I don't agree with you, President. I think you're a bum. Whether that's the, the guy that's in there now or the guy that was in there before, you could say the guy's a bum. And in these other countries, you can't say that. That's a great thing in America. I I, and, and that doesn't mean be disrespectful. I think some of the things that people are doing to President Biden, who I don't care for, I think they're disrespectful. I think when the president shows up in an event and people are, are, are using foul language uh, to address the president, whether it's Trump or it's Biden, I, I'm not for that. And, you know, it's unfortunate, Alexander, one group thought that was perfectly acceptable behavior to do that to Trump, and they feel it's unacceptable to do it to, to President Biden. Exactly. I, find it's I find it's unacceptable to do it either way. That is, and, and, and I, I didn't vote. I didn't yeah, vote. Exactly. I didn't vote for uh, President Biden. He's my president, and I want 100. him. I want him to do well. I want him to succeed. It's in my intelligent self-interest for him to succeed. So I want him to succeed. But I, but if I think he goes in the wrong direction with something, I, that I, I always thought it's very American to say, no, 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 don't do that. We're not doing that, and we're gonna, we're gonna use voice. And 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 a lot of times, like with this potential travel ban that they announced, they announced that as a trial balloon. 
they announce that to see what feedback they give. So now is the time for people uh, to speak up. You have a You're voice. I have a voice. Brian. You're just giving the feedback they request. That's exactly it. Your trial balloon. Here's your <laughs> trial balloon. We shot it down. Todd Skelton's got his own private plane. He's going to fly around those mandates. He's fine. And Grant's got his own plane. And, and so so let's get our own plane so we can't be, you know, uh, restricted. I, I, I actually think. Let's go. I, I actually think <laughs> that mobility is freedom. And when my government, our government, they work. Well, I said my government, and I'm right. They're my. It's my government. They work for me. And when that government is taking away my mobility, they're taking away my freedom. They're taking away my freedom. If I want to get out of a bad state and move to a, go to a good state, or if I want to get out of a good state and go to a bad state to experience it, that's up to me. They think they're going to restrict this uh, by, by putting up these fake borders that you can't go on a plane, but I can drive my car? Come on, guys. We got to be smarter than that. This is just control and manipulation. And then I, I, hell no, I won't go. Well, I think what I find frustrating is that we can go to a protest and we, but we couldn't go to a funeral. It does. You, you can't have it one way or right? the other. Right. Yeah. Right. That one. What really? Wait. 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 If, wait. 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 If, wait, yeah. wait. If you're vacationing with your family and you go over the border and you come back, you've got to go quarantine. But if you're coming over the border, uh, the southern border, well, no problem. <laughs> Welcome to America. Oh, my God. I, now, what? Brian gets what? spicy. Brian no, what? gets spicy. I, I, He's I, definitely uh, raising when, what, how is, how is it? How is calling hypocrisy out spicy? How, I, I, you know, the, the, the mandate fell apart with the federal mandate using OSHA. And it fell apart because one or two states filed a, a counterclaim and when they read the pleadings, the pleadings were so clear that the they were violating the law. It was not being served up equally and, uh, and fairly, uh, and, and it wasn't going to do anything. So they threw in the towel on that. Thank goodness uh, for that. You know, if you have 101 employees, you've got to force them to take the vaccine or they're going to lose their job. If you have 99, you don't. Huh? That's a, how does that make sense? How does Ryan, that make oh, my, I will say... Because you uh -oh. asked me, so actually my first uh, job was working at the National Nonprofit for the UN Refugee Agency, and one of my best friends works at Races in Texas. So I'm not going to hop into immigration right now, but I will say I think that there are some people who would see that analogy as an oversimplification, and that's why I suggested that you were getting spicy, just to bring that, uh, that concept to the table. But back to you and Barb. See, I love that. I love that you were able to say your viewpoint that was a little contradictory in a classy, powerful way. You sounded intelligent. Brian sounded intelligent. You both maybe disagree on what's spicy and what's not spicy, but it's okay. And that's that's true. I just got checked. I just got checked. In a good <laughs> no, way, but it was respectful. <laughs> like it wasn't yeah, crazy. Exactly. It was you well done. 40 minutes on open dialogue and discussion. I'm dialoguing with you, Max. That was powerful. No. Listen, it's okay. It's okay. I'm a hockey player. I've been checked before. <laughs> hi, hi, everyone. My name. Yeah, it's okay. Hey, Brian. Hey, Brian. Can I chime in for a second, buddy? Who's? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I don't see hi, who Barbara. that is. Um, going back to what Alexander said, I mean, um, it, it's a great point. You know, I just, we're lucky enough to in our, you know, in Canada or North America, other countries, to voice our opinion. There are countries out there that if you ever did this, you'd be dead, you'd be whipped, you'd be 
tortured, put in jail, uh, you name it, it's, it would happen to you. And I, I think, you know, whether it's this room or you have Nelson's rooms or the other ones, and when it goes a little crazy, everybody can almost say something. And just about, you know, if you want to be off stage or just listen. And it, 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 we're lucky that this happens. And and I just think, you know, with Glenn and Sarah do this room and the other people that I know here from, you know, our your Canadian friends, that, you know, we get to connect and we also can say things that are meaningful. Some things are not. Some things are offensive. Unfortunately, that happens. But you also have the right to leave the room. And what has gone on is I believe that there's more to come. Um, Barbie was saying before, like, you know, what's the next thing what Clubhouse would do? A live show and get everybody together. I think that'd be funny and crazy, but uh, also could be opinionated too. Or would the act go somewhere, you know, next to the thing? Now, now you can put stuff on top there, but also, can we see people live and you chime in? Would that be something that's... Um, yeah, and that's really the yeah. direction that, you know, for me, I'm a television person, person and I do love TV. So I'm thinking, like, how do we pull this in front of the camera and you know it's not what you say it's how you say it and you know like Sarah just checked Brian it was well articulated and the way Brian speaks is well articulated and it's a matter of like it's not what you say but how you say it and we need to be able to kind of find spaces where you can continue to have this dialogue that isn't an echo chamber isn't always, you know, it gets us uncomfortable, but learning how to be uncomfortable in dialogue and conversations and topics is, that are is motivational, is educational, yes, you know, and, and inspirational, you know, because because hopefully someone says that son of a gun spoke up. I'm going to speak up exactly on whatever this is. And you know what? I'm not going to be a little mouse. I'm not going to be silenced by that person who's a lawyer. Hey, I, I use this as an example. You're a lawyer in your divorce, and I hate to always come back to that, told you, settle, this is a good settlement. And then the judge, settle, this is a good settlement. And you said, no, hell no. And you got a much better outcome because you stood up for yourself. hundred percent. I think, you know what, in today's society, so much of us, we always look outside of self and a lot of value, a lot of these things are within and we have this kind of sheep mentality. So I love having these kind of open individualistic discussions where we can, you can have your own opinion um, and it not be the fact that you're trying to offend others. You are just speaking and that's okay. Be a, be yeah. a, like a, advocating for critical thinking is what we're talking about. Um, Donnie, you unmiked. Are you looking to jump in or? I think Cave has been trying to jump in as well. Okay, go ahead. Me too, if I could later on. Sorry, okay, Barbara. Who would, yeah, no, it's okay. Who, who wants awesome. to jump in? Yeah, so my, my name is my name is Rashad Cave, and I think, Brian, you hit on a really good topic uh, also, too, when you said American people usually get it right. Uh, I'm, I'm a little bit further down south in the Texas area, and, you know, the Texans, I'm sure a lot of Texans say the same thing. You know, Texans, we when we come together, we normally kind of get it right. But what we're seeing to, to some degree is kind of like a shift change, you know, where there's still a large voice of some of the baby boomers and older, um, I guess, are mature voters that are just, I think, kind of afraid of change, right? So when we talk about, you know, change and just change in itself, it becomes just a big topic, which kind of ties into what we're talking about as far as just the freedom to speak, 
You know, we're, we're dealing with abortion rights and women's choice, right? That's a change, right? We're dealing with the ability of, you know, uh, uh, equal rights, especially with transgender. It's a change. We're dealing with, you know, so many different topics from religion to the to whether you have the freedom or you don't. And so just, I think, just the conversation of change is being very toxic, uh, not only from the conversation on television, but the conversation as far as political and representation. And so I just wanted to bring that up, and especially from a, a point of view of down south. That was excellent. Thank you so much for bringing that up. And I'm a huge fan of Texas these days. Who else wanted to jump in? Can I, May I just jump in with a bit of a British perspective as well, please? Hi, guys. Yes, I'm Dr. and then Maggie. there was a gentleman after that. Yeah. So go ahead. I'll make it. I'll make it really brief. So my whole life, I've always had to be governed by science and be governed by medicine and be governed by this and that. And my mother's actually a professor of um, internal medicine. And so as a kid, they thought I had cancer. They just did because in the 80s, there was nothing on my condition at all. So I spent my whole childhood, most of my teens being prodded and having lumps cut out of my body. So I decided to take ownership of that when it wrecked my um, modeling career when I was about 18. I, I just couldn't have one more scar. So I quit modeling. Um, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to actually go at this and see what happens if somebody makes their life journey about stepping out and creating change, right? So what I did was I trained as a dentist. I was dyslexic at the time, so I had to train as a footballer first to get into dental school because I couldn't get into dental school on my grades. Um, and then after that, I've spent the last 15 years sort of researching and working and getting and just gathering as much evidence as I can. But I realized something in the UK. You can't speak up if you're a known entity in the UK. So because of who I am now, I'm professionally gagged, as is my husband, who's a professor in his field. He's a cancer surgeon, as is my mother. So I realized that the only way that I can do this is to go through the storytelling route. So what I've done is I've bought my own practice. I've gotten the practice to the point where we've been voted like best practice in North London last year. We've been voted best holistic practice this year. So that puts my practice in the public domain. My older brother now owns his own TV station, so we can't be gagged that way. And now it's just about the bravery bit. It's about what are the consequences of telling your story. Now I'm a victim of the Pfizer because I um found out 20 sorry I found out last month that I was 22 weeks pregnant after having the Pfizer vaccine. Now I had my periods the whole time, so I had to go through having surgery and having this baby removed that had no heartbeat. My doctor literally turned around and said to me you can't tell your story because of who you are. My doctor said that to me. And my doctor said to me, on our website, there's a yellow form, please just fill that in, we're gathering evidence. And that was it. And I said, this is not okay. So for the first time in my life, I've put myself in a position where I know that I can tell my story this time next year. And I don't have to worry about losing my job because I'm, on, I'm my own boss. I don't have to worry about the TV station gagging us because we own the TV station. And I know that I can, like, without scaremongering, just gather as many people as I know. I treat lots of celebrities who many are willing to sort of step out and say something. And we know that we can, in a nice way, without scaremongering, just tell our stories. And that's all we're doing. And it's up to people if they want to look at our stories and say, oh, gosh, this is crazy. We're not going to do any more than tell our stories. And this is what I want to encourage you guys to do stateside. Don't be scared. A lot of people are scared to tell their story because they think they're going to lose their jobs or, you know, someone's going to run them over or they're going to disappear in the middle of the night. Don't be so scared of being able to open up and reach out and speak. 
all right? I just wanted to encourage people because for me, it's been a 20-year journey. And now I have my two daughters. My oldest is 13. My, young, my middle daughter is 11. Both of them are saying, oh, but mommy, we really want to have the vaccine because we want to go to such and such concert next summer. I said to my girls, I said, girls, I believe in you enough that you will make a decision for yourselves. I've brought you up to be like me. You're headstrong, you're fierce. If you want the vaccine, go get the vaccine. Don't let mommy's experience stop you from getting the vaccine. So I'm Maggie and I'm done speaking, but I just wanted to bring that to you guys because I hear a lot of stuff on Clubhouse, but I also hear a lot of fear in people's voices. I hear a lot of people that are too scared to really say what they really want to say. And I just want to encourage you guys that the worst thing that's going to happen to you is nothing will change. So I'm Maggie and I'm done speaking. Thank you for listening. That was awesome. Hey, right, good morning. Uh, this is uh, Mac Joker, Mac Tight Radio. Just wanted to say a quick comment. Uh, first, thanks for the ping, brother. Uh, great discussion. Uh, the obstacle I feel with uh, TV and uh, to hit on Cave's point is that pretty much everybody has a cell phone. And what that cell phone does, it, it allows people to voice their opinion about certain things to where we don't have to depend on one platform like a Fox News or CNN News, that that cell phone and platforms such as Clubhouse, TikTok, uh, Facebook, all these platforms allow you know people to create their own content and be and become content creators. So I, I think um, you know just a further what Kay was saying just to finish it with the change that's going on with the abortion and everything that's going on, people can go straight to their phones or whatever and, and voice their opinion about certain, you know, topics and things of that nature. Um, this is a uh, Matt Joker, Matt Tight Radio. Thank you for the space. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. You know, and I think we need to continue to stay in that lane who I heard somebody. This is Glenn, speak. Glenn up here. Is that okay, Barbara? Can I yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I think no, I so. Yes, on, Glenn. On, yeah. <laughs> I was just going to say on that note that, uh, yes, we do have cell phones. We have the ability to create content and share our voice. Uh, many of these platforms, and I'm just speaking from my own experience, many of these platforms, however, will not allow anyone to hear that voice if it does not necessarily align uh, with whatever it is that they're pushing out. And so that's why I think the discussion around what are other forms, I love what the young lady just shared about, like, I got my own TV station, nobody can censor that, right? And there's other platforms that are starting to emerge, like Discord and um, Reddit, Twitter seems to be a little bit better, you know, really finding the places that, you know, obviously Clubhouse, Social Audio, Social Audio is wide open, it's global, doesn't even care about zip code. They don't even ask what zip code you're in. Uh, the podcast world has global reach, right? Just really finding these these um, pathways to where when you do share your voice and you do share your content using this incredible tool called the cell phone that we have, that it's not being censored or or reduced or blackballed or whatever. Um, I think that that's, that's part of the key to go align with what you were just saying, my man is really find those platforms that are going to let your voice be heard. Well said, Glenn. Agreed. And Maggie, I'm impressed with that uh, owning your own television station as well. Yeah. I just heard a voice. Go ahead. 
Yeah, no, thank you. No, what it is is um, my brother was always sort of, he's a real advocate for change and um, his TV station's called My Millennium TV and he literally has spent the last 15 years just building up and the whole point was he wanted to give people a voice um, and he's built the whole station around people who haven't been allowed to get on Sky or all these other channels and he said, look, just come speak, do your thing and it's grown beautifully. So, yeah, it's it's wonderful and, you know, the fact that he's, he's taken a gamble and he's willing to let me do this is brilliant. So thanks for the encouragement guys but it's all coming out next year and we're really excited you know, yeah i used oh, to think i used to think the uk was a democracy you know and my, my wife uh my long-suffering wife is from the uk and i realize it's it's really it's really not and when it comes to health care uh the nsa is horrible when it comes to things like what, what, what you're describing and i think that's coming here right i think it's coming to the united states when joe rogan speaks of taking uh, a, I'm not even going to mention it because I'm not trying to promote anything, but he, he took something when he had COVID and he got better quickly and he wants to talk about it and he got censored, but they have no problem putting an athlete on the other side. I'll, I'll use LeBron James, for example. Look, oh, he got a he got the vaccine. Isn't that great? And in the hopes that other people will follow what Mr. James did, and, 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 and many people did. Uh, sadly, uh, LeBron James contracted COVID. So what what lesson did you just teach people <laughs> that you know it, it, you got to be very careful with that backfires and 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 these voices that they're silencing what if those voices could actually help what if those voices could actually uh, ease suffering uh, what if those voices could save lives I think it's very it's a slippery slope when you allow the voice that you agree with but silence the voice you disagree with I, you know and that is the benefit of this app at this time until Clubhouse gets infected with this political correctness, uh, and, and hopefully it never happens. But, you know, we can sit here, let it all hang out, uh, have a disagreement, and, and that doesn't mean I'm not going to talk to Barbara later if she disagrees with me. That doesn't mean all bets are off. That doesn't mean now I've got to name call uh, Barbara because we, we disagree on an issue. Quite quite the opposite. You know, uh, Relationships that are the best uh, are the ones where you come back for more, even though you disagree. And Barbara mentions usually Scalia uh, and Ginsburg, the Supreme Court justices that couldn't be more polar opposite in their political viewpoints, but would have lunch and breakfast together and cocktails at night, uh, although they completely disagree with each other on the political side. They're Brian, two of my favorite people. Who's that? Who wanted to jump that in? Was Anna. Yeah. Hey. Okay. So I, I'm loving the conversation and I, I really love how the two of you, you bring the fire every day in the best way. It's like, I, I've not seen any other space or any other room on Clubhouse where individuals can come together and have just dialogue and discourse and respect one another. So I just have to thank you guys. I, I love your segments each and every time. Um, and then, you know, something that Glenn mentioned too, about even if you want to speak your voice, um, you know, they're, they're, the platform won't share it. So actually today, um, you know, we own a holistic and integrative pharmacy where we compound medication that, um, Brian, I think you were alluding to, um, to medications that can help people with COVID, um, but that is not readily shared. And I think that that's something that is unfortunate because, What's frustrating from a healthcare standpoint is the perspective of either you get vaccinated or you're going to end up in the ICU. And no one talks about prevention or treatments that can happen that can potentially save lives. 
Um, but the other point that Glenn was was bringing up, and actually my husband and I were talking about it today, he's going to be interviewed um, for the pharmacy today from a local TV station about drug shortages. And one of the things we want to talk about is the lack of availability of a certain medication, two of them that we compound that can help people. But I, but I told him, I said, you know, you can say it. And I, I said, you know, you should, you should mention that because it can potentially help people, but it probably won't make it into the segment because it doesn't fit the narrative. And so I think that spaces like this, to Barbara's point, where, you know, people are leaving, watching the regular TV programming because they want to hear the truth or at least a different perspective. I, you can't say truth because truth to everyone is different, but at least hear a different perspective um, is incredibly valuable. So I thank you for the space and it might helps me think through um, what we're going to say today. Uh, through that and, 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 and that's really what you know we hope to accomplish is to be able to vet these things out. I, like Glenn was talking about his NFT this morning and I keep I'm breaking the balloons about it, pushing up against it. And as he's defending it and sharing what, why he did what he did, I'm getting an education and I'm learning. And, and, and so, you know, that's how you get to an education is to challenge his position on it to, and to make sure he understands what he's doing. And in, in, in doing so, maybe I see a different perspective. And you can't do that uh, when there's a talking head on a radio station or a television station just talking uh, with, with somebody throwing softballs at them. And, and nobody's saying, what, what are you talking about, Glenn? You, we, you bought this NFT. It can't be replicated. What the hell are you talking about? I just took a screenshot of it, and I replicated it. I actually you paid $100,000 for it. I'm just I'm, I'm, I'm making a point, right? <laughs> you can't replicate it. I just did. Some bozo paid $550 million for an NFT. $550 million. It looks like a little computer uh, Legos thing. I said to my daughter, make an NFT. Stop this schoolwork. Stop reading, writing, and arithmetic. Make a damn NFT. And if I sell it for half that, we're done. I'll teach you to read in the Bahamas. It's crazy. And I have no doubt. I have no doubt that people are making money with this stuff. But 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 you know, it's the emperor's new clothes. Be careful. There's too much money in the circulation. All right. And people. People are, you know, it's like the tulip crash. People were paying millions of dollars many years ago for tulips. And all of a sudden, so, someone said, it's just a tulip. And, and, and the whole thing crashed. The emperor's new clothes. Someone said, no, those aren't beautiful clothes. The guy's naked. No, it's a beautiful new designer <laughs> outfit. No, the guy's freaking naked. And are you sure? Yeah, look, there's his butt. He's naked. And, and all of a sudden, you know, the, the, it's... And again, Glenn, you may be right, and you bought your NFT, and it's worth more because there is always a bigger fool uh, out there. Uh, I, but I don't understand it, and it doesn't mean I'm right. I don't understand it, so I'm not going to invest the money. When I don't but the key, it. I got to put a bow on it because our our hour's up, Ryan. But um, you know, the key is to get curious, even if you are confused and intimidated and skeptical. I'm often confused. I'm completely bewildered. Rarely intimidated, often confused. Yes, and I think that a lot of people can identify with that, and that's what's important about these conversations is showing curiosity and keeping an open mind and being able to say, you know what, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, you know, I don't get it. I don't get some art. Some art looks like paint splashed against a canvas, and it's worth millions of dollars. But that's it, guys. It's Babs and Ben stock. It's a wrap. I'm Unfiltered. Out. Another great hour. Uh, thank you so much, Brian. This was great, and thank you to all our friends who contributed here on Breakfast with Champions. Um
Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.